Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. All right, folks, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Luke. We're going to take a break from our normal study that we're doing in the Gospel of John, meeting Jesus. And I'd like for us to focus on another Gospel, the Gospel of Luke. We're in the 17th chapter. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving today. And actually what we're going to talk about is forgetting to give thanks. You ever forgot to tell thank you to somebody? I mean, you really needed something done, and, and that person came through for you and did whatever for you, and you were like, oh, I'm going to thank them the next time I see them. Time goes on, and you forget to give thanks. We all struggle with that, right? It's all a normal problem. We have the same problem with God. We forget to be thankful to God, who probably does far more than we, well, I know he does. He does far more than we ever realize for us. Why, why is that? Well, we, we, have some, we have certain human tendencies. Just to be honest with you, there, there's certain things that are true for every one of us. Whether you believe in God or not, they're, they're true for all of us. What are they? Well, here's the first one. When we face insurmountable problems, we cry out to God. Whether we're close to him or not, you've, you've heard the saying, there are no atheists in foxholes, right? That, that's true. Everybody has this natural inclination when they're in the meat grinder, when, when the pressure's on, when problems are overwhelming us, and we're not sure how we're going to get through it, whatever it might be, might be a financial issue, might be a health issue, might be a, a relationship struggle or something, might be some other factor at work or something, whenever something's going on that we can't handle, there's some sort of outside catastrophe happening our natural inclination is to cry out to God, whether we know him or not. We're just cry out, God, I need your help. God, if you're there, help me. God, if you, in fact, we even bargain with him. God, if you do this, I'll do that. That happens for Christians. That happens for non-Christians. We cry out to God. We, we, we are looking to him to what? Deliver us. We want deliverance. We want to be rescued from our problem. You been there? Ask me what day it is. What week. It seems that I'm always doing that sometimes. God, I need your help. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get through this. And you know what? Here's the, here's the reality. Here's my second point. When we get through the problems, we tend to drift back to our normal. Because eventually, with all of our problems, we get through them. Do, do you know what I mean? 
We, we get through it. And, and you say, well, I'm not through it yet. But you will get through it. Think about it. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm 56. So I'm thinking right now, thinking about, you know, came to Christ in 1985. I'm thinking about from 1985 up to this point, 2022. And, man, I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff that's happened through the years. And I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And I have journals. I have journals where I wrote down, God, this is happening. And I need your wisdom. And I need your guidance. God, I need you to take care of it. God, I need you to take care of this person. Or, and all of that. And, 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 and you know what? As I look back on it, guess what? I'm still here. He got me through it. He got you through your stuff, didn't he? And we cried out to him, but here's what we do. When we get through it, we just get back to our normal. What do you mean our normal? Well, you know, we made promises, God, if you take care of us, we'll do. Well, we forget that. We just go back to life's normal now. Let me breathe. It's okay. It's calm. Some of us get cynical. I wonder how long this is going to last, but I'll enjoy it while it's here. And we get back to our normal. And can I be honest with you? Here's the problem with our normal. The normal is, is that we forget God until the next what? Crisis. Until the next problem. Until the next relationship blow up. Until the next crisis at work or or this bill that shows up unexpectedly or this vehicle blows up or gets hit by a deer and is demolished then well, you know what i need you god where are you do you not love me isn't that the kind of stuff we say why do i feel abandoned help me through this And he does get you through it. But once we get through it, back to normal. We forget to give thanks. Until we're reminded, like with Thanksgiving. We're supposed to give thanks then, right? But if it's our normal, we're only thinking about kids watching the parades in the morning having turkey that day, and checking out the ball games on the TV. And then we've got to get back to normal, because you know buck season's starting. So that brings me to this gospel. The gospel of Luke. Now, Luke is, is a little, his gospels are a little, a little bit longer than most of the other gospels, because Luke is, first of all, he's not one of the disciples. He's a companion of Paul. And he was writing his gospel for a guy by the name of Theophilus. Some Greek, whoever he was. Maybe a businessman, some benefactor of some point. Who wanted an accounting of Jesus' life. So Luke gives us an accounting of Jesus' life from the eyewitnesses. And that's what we have in this book of Luke. And so there is an incident that he records that I think all of us have heard at some point. If you've read through the gospel, you've, you know about it. But it's going to communicate something powerful about forgetting to give thanks. And it's in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Here's what Luke records. Now it happened that as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed 
through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not found any who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to break this up in, in, in three more sections here. I've kind of shared with you our human tendencies. We're going to talk about crying out to God. We're going to talk about Jesus' intervention. And then we're going to look at the response. And hopefully, as we talk about this and we look at this, hopefully God's Spirit will, will speak to you. Will either speak to you about continuing to be a thankful person or speak to you about what? Remembering. Remembering to give thanks for what he's done for you. So let's look at this together. So first thing I want you to talk about, see is, is they, they cried out to God. So it starts off verses 11 through 13. So here's what's going on. So Jesus is traveling through Jerusalem. So he's coming down from Galilee. He's going through from Galilee, going through the midst of Samaria. He's traveling to Jerusalem for whatever purpose. As he's in a village, there are 10 men who have leprosy. Leprosy. Now, what is leprosy, George? Well, we think of leprosy as Hansen's disease because when we look on the news, we hear of leper colonies in, in, in India and so forth, and, and that is a form of leprosy. But in the Old Testament, any kind of a rash or a skin disease was by definition considered leprosy. And according to the law, if you had any kind of problem with your skin, you were considered a leopard, and then you had to separate yourself from the community until it was made whole. So you were removed from the community, isolated, living in isolation, living in rejected. You couldn't take part in the worship of God anymore. You couldn't take part in the community. Everybody had to stay away from you when you walked like if you were journeying along, and so I'm walking along, and here come some people, I would have to yell out, unclean, unclean, basically signifying that I'm a leper, so stay away from me. And you ever heard of like, ooh, cooties, okay? There would be people like, ooh, disease, and just stay away from them. And this is what these people, so what do they do? They kind of banded together because they were all, what? diseased in some way. And it might be they only had a rash. Or maybe they had Hansen's disease. But they're all facing the same problem. And so here's what they do. Here's what I want you to see. First of all, 
They were experiencing a problem and its consequences beyond their control. They were experiencing a problem beyond their control. They were experiencing the consequences beyond their control. What? That was the law. That was the way it was. The isolation, the separation from everyone, living in isolation, being considered rejected. That's beyond their control. They are living in this situation that is beyond their control. Isn't that most of our crises? Yeah, there are some crises that we face that we create for ourselves, right? But then there are other crises that we face that just come out of nowhere. Why am I going through this? I didn't do anything here. Why is this happening to me? You ever had one of those happen to you? I'm assuming it has. Why? Because you're human. And you might be saying, yeah, George, which week? Like it's continually happening, right? Well, here's what they do. Verse 13, I think it's interesting. Look with me at verse 13. He says this, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. What, what's going on? They cried out to Jesus for mercy. I think it's interesting. They didn't even just say, God, Clean us. Jesus, make us whole. They're like, mercy. The problem is so big. The social ostracization, the social isolation, the rejection of everyone, the whole dealing with a disease or something that they can't care of, the whole problem of that now they're living in poverty and they're rejected and having to live off of the scraps of whatever people are leaving for them. The whole, all of that is beyond their control and all they can do is just say, God, give me mercy. Can you be merciful to me? We understand that. Sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you don't know how to get out of the problem. You're not even sure why it happened, let alone how to get out of it and all the consequences that are just blowing up around you because of the problem. And you're like, God, I don't even know how to pray. You ever said that? I don't even know how to pray. Mercy? Can you show me mercy? We can resonate with that, right? I'm sure you can because that happens so much. It's a part of human life. Do you know what I'm saying? We like to think, can I be honest with you? I think it's a wishful thinking that we have that everything's supposed to be perfect and there are no problems. And if you have problems, there is something weird about you because normal life is perfect and it's never right. Can I tell you, that that's a lie because you live in this world and this world is filled with misery. This world is filled with problems. And eventually you're going to face them too. And eventually it's going to be beyond your control and you're going to find yourself like you should find yourself saying to God, God, mercy. 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 I don't even know how to, I don't even know what to tell you, God. Just give me mercy. 
Now, here's the, here's the wonderful thing that I want you to see. This is, you know, we've been talking through our normal messages about meeting Jesus. This is Jesus. This is, this, this is Jesus. This is the intervention. Look with me at verse 14. It's the only, fo- it's one verse. He deals with it all. One verse. Look at verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Wow. First of all, he saw them. Man, write that down. He sees you. First lie the enemy will say to you when you're going through the midst of it, God has abandoned you. It's because of you. God has abandoned you. You're on your own. This, you're in it this alone. And you keep thinking you're isolated. You keep thinking you're alone. I'm telling you right now, he sees you. If you know Jesus and you've given your life to him, he's with you in the midst of what you're going through. He sees you. And then here are two things I want you to see here. Jesus called him to do what he says. So when you look at it, it's like, why didn't he just say, be healed? I mean, he could have done that. In one instance of the Gospels, we see where, where a leper comes to him and says, Lord, if you're willing, cleanse me. And Jesus says, I'm willing. And he touched the leper and what? He was clean. In this instance, can I tell you something? It's interesting. Jesus doesn't do the same thing every time. Did you know that? With these 10, he's telling them to do something. And here's what he's telling them to do. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, what does that mean? What does that got to do with anything? Well, all the way in the Old Testament law, in order to be considered clean, you had to go to the temple and let, make, let a priest inspect your rash or your, quote, leprosy and make the determination, according to the law, if you were now whole, if you were now over it. And then when he made that determination, you would then have to make an offering to God in thanksgiving. So here's 10 lepers, 10 people, they're in all whatever state of whatever they're struggling with, rashes, Hansen's disease, who knows what's going on, but they've been ostracized, they're asking Jesus for mercy, and Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priest. Now you would only go show yourselves to the priest if you were what? Healed. So he's saying, go do what I'm telling you to do. And guess what they do? All 10 of them go. Boop. They're on their way. They're on their way in faith. What's going on here? Well, as they responded in faith, they were healed. I think the moment he spoke to them and told them what to do, I think the moment that they turned around and headed to the temple, headed to where they needed to go to be inspected, they were healed. And however that took place, whether it was gradual or instant, the moment they stepped out and did what he told them to do in faith, saying, hey, you only go show yourself to a priest if you're healed. You just do this and it'll take place. The moment they did that, they were healed. Why? They stepped out in faith. They stepped out in faith. 
That's his intervention. Doing what he said you need to do. And he does it for you. That's what he did in their instance. Now, what happens after this is what blows my mind and actually Luke tells us it blew Jesus' mind. It's how they responded. It's what they did with it. So I want you to notice with me verses 15 through 19, okay? So they go and boom, they're healed. All 10 of them, all 10 of them, folks. Look at verse 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. All right, so I just want to share two things here, okay? Here's what's going on. First of all, Jesus was bothered by the ingratitude. Let me read you what he says, okay? Let me read you the way we would say it here in Kerwinsville, okay? All right? Jesus said, didn't I clean 10 people? Weren't there 10 of you who, who asked to be cleansed? And didn't that happen? Why is there only one coming back? Where's the other nine? In fact, he goes on and says, really, isn't there nobody else going to give thanks to God except this guy who's not even a Jew? Who doesn't even know better? Where are the people who know better? He, he was bothered by the ingratitude. Implications. Thinking back on the year. Oh, I don't know that I got anything to be thankful for. Really? Really? You don't really know that you got anything? Think about all the stuff you went through. Think about the times you cried out to God and you said, mercy. And you know what? He, he got you through it. You're here. You're, you're where you're at right now. He got you through it. And maybe it didn't turn out the way you wanted to, but he got you through it. And he's saying, you can't be thankful. You can't, you can't be thankful. It, it bothers it bothers him. You know, I get bothered. Sometimes I do things for people and, and they just take it for granted and assume and, and I just get, you're, you're like, you and I are like this, right? You, you do things for people and you're like, man, I would least like to see some sort of appreciation, not overly, but at least kind of acknowledge that I did. We're, that's human. That's a human tendency, isn't it, right? And, and Jesus is God, fully human, fully God, but he's also bothered by, like, could not somebody give glory to God? 
Because their life, which was upside down, which was going nowhere, which they were in the midst of the most insurmountable problem, total rejection, and I healed them, and guess what? It's back to normal. You almost wonder if they even went to the priest. Did you know what I'm saying? You almost wonder if they're kind of like, well, why do I even need to bother go? Just go on with life. But the text doesn't tell us that. That leaves you for and I to ponder that on our own. But the point is, Jesus was bothered. So think about this for a moment. It just this occurred to me. Hey, first of all, does everybody here recognize we're sinners? Right? We do wrong things, right? And we spend a lot of our time, going, oh, I'm sure that bothers God. Yeah, he's bothered by our sin. But really what bothers him more than anything is our ingratitude. Because we forgot the one who loves us, cares for us, and does what he does. So, so here's the next thing. Here's what he says. He says to this guy, go on, your faith has made you whole. Look with me at verse 19. Here's what he says. And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Here, here's what I want you to see. The final thing I want you to see is faith expresses itself with gratitude towards God. That's what faith does. Faith isn't just trusting in him. Faith is once it happens, you realize and you what? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You got me through that. Sometimes, can I be honest with you, God, I have to thank him, not even when I'm in the midst of the problem, I have to thank him that once the problem happens, I realize that he took care of something else before I ever knew about the problem so I could get through the problem. And I'm like, whoa, God, that timing just isn't coincidental. That was you. You knew I was going to go through this, and you took care of this other thing to get me through it. Thank you, Jesus. That's how much he thinks about you and I. You say, okay, George, what do we do with this? Well, okay. It's Thanksgiving. You're going to take some time this week. And you're going to have times where there's going to be Thanksgiving. You may even be asked. You may be going through something you're thankful for this week. You know, can I be honest with you? Pause a moment. And truly reflect on what he's done for you. Yeah, I know there's been, there's been some pain. I know there's been some loss. I know there's been some things that you just wished never would have happened, and they did. I understand that. This is, this, I understand. I am not trivializing that. But what I want to say to you is this. He was with you. He was with you. He never was away from you. He got you through that. He's getting you through that. He's going to continue to get you through that. And what needs to happen? What needs to happen? Gratitude. Thanksgiving. Even if it's just for the fact that he saved you for who you are. 
That's what needs to happen in our lives. Hi, folks. This is George. I want to thank you for listening this morning. And I want to tell you about a free app that you can get for your mobile device that will allow you to access all the materials and information you need about our church in one device. Simply go to your app store on your Android or Apple device and search for Kerwinsville Christian Church. The app is free, and what you'll find there is everything you need to know, plus all the teaching from our church as well as this program. And we hope that you will utilize that in your search for Christ. Until next week, folks, take care and may the Lord bless you.